What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving plus high in fiber and up to 10 grams of protein per serving. Available on Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and Hero.co. That's Hero.co. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your purchase with promo code IHM10. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Alana. Happy Monday. I am currently in Jamaica as you are listening to this podcast, hopefully tanning, laying on a beach, reading a book, and just being relaxed, living my best life, enjoying the warmth, the sunshine, the beach, the sunsets, the yummy food, the delicious food, the ability to run in the maybe I'll be running. I don't know. Will we be running on a treadmill? Will we be running on a beach? Will we be running around the resort? Resort the resort. Um, we shall see. I shall report back in the solo up, which will be in like two weeks. Um, I know I said this was going to be a solo up, but I just don't have time right now. I have a lot going on. I have two trips back to back. I have a lot of deadlines, so we are pushing forward. Some of the episodes I have recorded with guests. So I have pushed forward the episode with the Monday Girl podcast. Thank God it's Monday, TJIM, which is hosted by Monica and Nicole. They're so awesome. We talk about so many incredible things. Um, So if you are a girl looking to network, you're not sure how to network, um, this episode has got you covered. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. It is information that I wish I had upon graduating. Um, So I hope you really enjoy this episode, but let's get into my weekly intention. My weekly intention for the week that you are listening to this because I am pre-recording. My weekly intention is to not stress about things I don't need to stress about. I have two trips back to back and I know everything's going to work out, but I just know myself I'm going to stress for no reason and work myself up and make myself feel really anxious. So my weekly intention is to not stress about things that aren't worth stressing over. And then that leads me into the tip of the week and that is to lean into journaling practices. Um, when you are feeling overwhelmed. And this doesn't necessarily have to be like journal prompts per se, but even the act of writing down a daily goal for yourself and then writing out your must-haves, like three things you have to do today and three in the day and three things you would like to do. And that will really help break things down and make it seem a lot 
more achievable and give you smaller bites so that's easier for you. You can mentally see the three things that you have to do, three things that you can aim to try to do, and it's a lot more easy and less scary than a never-ending to-do list. So I encourage you to write down a goal for yourself every day, whether it be to drink water, move, get fresh air, make some meals, be mindful in your scrolling, mindful in your eating, whatever it may be. Set a little goal for yourself. I did a numerology reading and she told me it's important for me to write little goals for myself or make a little plan for myself for the day, whether it even just be like, today you're going to clean the apartment, today you're going to do your washing, today you're going to go on a run, something like that. Um, So write down a little goal, write down three things you have to get done that are really time sensitive or and then write down three things that you would like to get done. Okay, so then that leads me into my current favorites. I am currently obsessed with this Merit lip oil. It feels incredible. It looks incredible. Um, And then I'm also obsessed with a new Merit blush. Um, I had it in a different color. I had it in Beverly Hills and now I have it in Cheeky and it's stunning. And then on top of that, I'm sorry, these are all makeup favorites, but I'm obsessed with, so I got the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter and I love it. I got like a lighter shade. I got it in Too Fair, but it's a glass bottle. So I don't want to travel with it to Jamaica and then New York. So I got the L'Oreal True Match Lumi Glotion, which is apparently a dupe, and I got it in a darker shade. I got it in medium glow, and I put it on today. It's February 1st when I'm recording this. I put it on today, and it is stunning. I absolutely love it. It makes my skin look so glowy and healthy and flawless. Um, It is like a skin tint, so I did put a little bit of concealer on top, but absolutely love it. I'm been having so much fun doing my makeup and I feel like I finally have the tools to do it and the products and for so long I kind of got bored with my makeup routine and I always feel like when you change things up and you get new products and get a new routine um, it makes it fun and exciting again and you look forward to doing it opposed to trying to do it as fast as possible so if you're in a rut with your makeup routine it's probably been the same one you've been doing since high school or as long as you can remember, switch things up, find a tutorial on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever, maybe even Pinterest. Um, Maybe my TikTok little get ready with me's, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and try something new. Try new products. Get fun. Get creative. It's like an art. It's like, it's makeup is an art. I I highly recommend, but I'm going to stop talking about makeup and we're going to bring Nicole and Monica onto Morning Ray and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so I'm here with the girls from TJ TGIM. Wow, thank God it's Monday. It is not Monday. It is Saturday when we're recording this. Saturday. <laughs> it's also minus 35, so <laughs> nice and hot here in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> but welcome to Morning Ray. Who are you? Where are you from? And what are your zodiac signs? Oh, I freaking love oh that gosh. question. That's okay. such a good one. Okay. Uh, My name is Monica. I am 26 years old. I am originally from just outside of Toronto, but currently live in the city. And I am a Gemini and a very, very, very true Gemini through and through. 
Okay. My name is Nicole. I'm originally from the Caribbean. I moved to Toronto in 2013 and I'm a Taurus. Oh my what God. are you, Elena? I'm a Leo. Are you Gemini? No, I'm a Leo. What the hell? I thought you were, I thought you were <laughs> I a Gemini. Okay, well. Yeah, because you're so routine. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, I know my big three and my moon sign is Gemini and that's like how okay. you communicate yourself and like your ex- the way you other people see you, like your external self. So maybe yeah. that's why. I don't know. Because <laughs> I was like, I was I was going to ask. I was like, I, I know when people, some people don't like that question. So I was like trying to, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Wow. I didn't know you were from the Caribbean. That's so cool. Yeah. She's an island gal. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? A little side tangent, but what was that like, like growing um, up there and then like moving here? Um, Culture shock when I moved. Uh, that was like, it's so different uh, in so many ways. Um, and then when I was, cause I went to Ryerson, studied marketing, Rye there, high. Rye high, <laughs> um, and I studied marketing there, but I would go home from December, like all of winter break and all of summer. So literally as soon as my exams finished in April or June or whatever, I would go home until September, like first week of September. So I felt almost like an exchange student for <laughs> a really long time. And it wasn't until maybe 20 no like 2017 that I was like okay I like this city and that's like four years later but I still feel like and this is I think pretty normal for people who move to um a different location actually maybe not all the time but Toronto is your home but like I was like oh welcome home to the city when she came back from Christmas break and she's like it's not my home like home (laughs) is my home and I'm like I know like there's still such an attachment yeah it doesn't feel like yeah I, I mean I talked to my therapist about this. <laughs> it feels like two different worlds that you have to try and like navigate at the same time. Cause like you still have all the culture, all your friends, all your family, like everything's there. And then you are building this other life with other friends, other people that are now becoming family. And like, you're, you're building your life, but your life is still there. So it's like two different worlds that you're trying to mesh, but they just like don't really mesh. So it's hard. We're working on it. It's a, a big work in progress. But wow. No, I feel that a little bit, obviously not on a greater scale. Like, not that extreme, because um, I grew up in Thornhill, which is just north of Toronto, but it's a very tight-knit, like, Jewish community, and a lot of my friends from, like, childhood are still there, and my parents are still there, and my sister and, like, her husband are there, and so, like, now building a life in Toronto, like, it feels like two different worlds, and, like, trying to make them match, because now I have, like, my Toronto friends, and, like, Friends that aren't from, like, this, like, very Jewish closed-off bubble that I grew up in, which is, like, refreshing, but at the same time, it's, like, it's like a dance. It's hard to manage. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to manage, I think. I, I feel that, too, just from being outside of the city. I'm still – I still call Toronto my quote-unquote home, but I still feel that there's, like, a – definitely a difference between the two locations. I mean, there's also, like, this, like, attach – not attachment. There's a – people don't really understand, like, in terms of – Um, like back home I tell people like oh we can't buy a house yet it's really expensive in Toronto and they're like I don't get it like we we (laughs) all have houses and it's like no like you don't get it I got outbid by 400k no like like it's a different Mm -hmm. world so I think it's really hard for them to understand like why it's also like too a lot of people who don't live in Toronto or don't appreciate a city landscape don't understand how and why we pay what we do to have mm-hmm. this lifestyle. Why we live in a box, why we want to stay here in the pandemic when everything's shut down. Like, you know, like no one gets it. But I think Toronto's home and I love it so much. There's just so much opportunity and there's so much like creativity in the city and there's so many 
just like different avenues you can take different Mm -hmm. ways to not only make income but just like make a life and like bring yourself joy and all this kind of things even in the midst of a pandemic you can start a side hustle and there's just so much opportunity here Mm -hmm. and speaking of opportunity um on monday girl you guys talk a lot about networking and the importance of networking and it's a huge networking platform for specifically females so I'd love to hear what you guys think on why network is so important and how to use Monday Girl to help um, females in the city. I do have a lot of Toronto-based listeners, so I'm sure they would love to know. Yeah, so basically networking, I think, is everything. (laughs) Um, But that being said, networking sucks. (laughs) So basically when Nicole and I joined Monday Girl, we were feeling extremely unfulfilled in our roles. We sat side-by-side in cubicles. Every lunch hour consisted of event sessions just talking about how it was so hard to reach out to different people on LinkedIn. No one was responding to us. It's also extremely intimidating to just go to an event. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to say that I'm an extrovert, but also an introvert, if that makes sense. So going to these events just seemed, you know, daunting. daunting. Mm -hmm. And like when I was at Western, I went to Western and Fanshawe for a joint diploma degree uh, program in journalism. And so I was used to communicating. I had a good network there. Like I did my extracurricular activities. I was a part of a lot of different things and I felt like I knew the right people when I came to the city even though I grew up in and around Toronto I was like holy hell I have no contacts I don't really have those connections to mentor to have candid conversations with and I was just feeling extremely lost so I ended up connecting with Istiana and Rachel who had also gone to Western and since then obviously our roles have evolved with the business and I brought Nicole in on 2019 so why is this so important networking or your connections and building your network is the basis of everything in the sense of if you need advice for industry conversations, industry steps, decisions that you're making in your your career, you need to have those people to turn to and people with different experience. They can't just have one linear path. Um, But Finding those connections is is very hard. So that's where Monday Girl comes in. We have obviously many different avenues. We have our social platforms. And then we also have Social Club, uh, which was launched in 2021. It's, it's Currently, we have just over 300 members, but it's growing every launch mm-hmm. very, very much, which is incredible. So um, the women who are part of Social Club range from different industries. It's a place where you're really able to have candid conversations Um, whether it's through anonymous Slack messages and or through the cocktail networking hours that we host. We also have incredible workshops and resources and courses to um, turn to um, to be able to make those decisions decisions in your career and really take control of what you're doing in your life um, by having that network and by having those uh, connected and like-minded individuals um, a part of Social Club and part of Monday Girl. That was a very long-winded answer, but that was great. Thanks, thanks. (laughs) Um, And I I like. I'll can. I'll just add one more thing. In the last two years, I've really kind of um, looked at my career path and and tried to sort out what my next moves are in the next, say, five to ten years. Um, And it's been really, really challenging. Obviously, the pandemic has added an extra layer onto that. But Mm -hmm. if I didn't have the network of people that I did or that I do, excuse me, I would never be able to be in the position that I am right now and hopefully be in the position that I want to be in the next six months. So it's really, really important to start at an early age. And I think that's, I wish I started earlier. I did. I I, I, honestly, I'll give myself kudos. I started pretty much right off, (laughs) right off, right after Western, but it's important to continue every year to build that trajectory and continue to stay motivated to always increase your network uh, of connections and scene. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I get asked all the time, how do you network? Like, how do you approach someone that you want to have like a coffee date with or something? Um, Do you have any tips specifically for college students or maybe recent grads or even – I find it's even hard like even if you've been in the working world for a few years, how to network and how to approach going up to someone, maybe asking them for a mentorship and finding that right mentorship. In my personal advice, this isn't um, like Monday Girl Vax. This is just like talking from Nicole. I don't think anyone should ever ask someone to be their mentor. I think that's a relationship that grows organically. Um, And I think it starts by reaching out with all the coffee the coffee chats and stuff and it grows into a mentorship hopefully if that's your if that's your goal um and then if you want to talk about the yeah so I think um that's a good point but I do think if you do explicitly say that you want someone to be your mentor you just have to be prepared to build that kind of relationship and show that you're serious about it because a lot of people will just say quote unquote I want you to be my mentor but you have to put in the work for it to Mm -hmm. actually for you to get something out of it um in terms of reaching out cold I like to call it like cold coffee chats Um, I had to do this a lot in two years, like 2020 to 2021, when I was trying to find a new role. And obviously, like virtual networking was something that was very new to us. And um, in my previous role, not in the role that I am in now, but previously, like I wasn't really comfortable leading a meeting, didn't have a lot of like client exposure per se, I guess. And so it was really intimidating for me. Um, But I would say just do it. Once you start doing it, it becomes a lot easier. I set a goal for myself when I was really looking for a job. It was connect and like book coffee chats with I think like one to two people per month and then it moved down to one person per week, um, which again can seem really, really scary. Uh, but just sending the message, majority of people, especially now working from home, will a lot for 15 minutes for a co- coffee conversation. That being said, when you do have that time with someone, you need to put in the preparation to actually make their time worthwhile. So before every coffee conversation, I would essentially prospect that person. I'm in sales, so it's like a little bit different, but I think this is good advice for anyone who is outreaching to have cold networking conversations. You have to make sure that you are looking them up, understanding their background, what you want from the conversation. That's not like, I want a job from you. It's because mm-hmm. that doesn't work. It's more like what advice or what ex- what can you learn from their experience and having a list of questions that you can come prepared with to get like to get from that person or to you know get the conversation flowing. Sometimes the conversation goes wherever it shall go, but it's important to kind of have an agenda for that and also create an agenda for the counterpart to know to let them know that you're taking it seriously and just so it's like expectations right so they know how the meeting will uh, run yeah and then to build on that before you even book the coffee chat I would say if you're reaching out to any potential um people that you want to talk to draft your message that has something specific that shows that you're looking at their history whether it let's say I was doing it for Monica I'm super interested I looked at her LinkedIn saw that she went to Fanshawe okay well maybe I went to Fanshawe um, and then I would talk about that and then go into her experience, maybe at Bell Media. I'm super interested in, in media. I would say this part of your history and your in X role in X role is interest like interesting me because X reason and I want to get into Y and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like truly make it show that you are looking into their history. What do you find interesting? Something that will make you stand out as a potential connection yeah exactly um because I think it's when people aren't prepared for those conversations that people your your brand and your lasting impression on these key contacts is really important so just making sure that you have 
the preparation ahead of time is, is crucial. And don't be afraid to put the agenda in the meeting invite. No, like, I do that every single time. Yeah, because then it gives them yeah. time to have an idea of what the meeting's about and Prepare also to come themselves. prepared with some great yeah. answers that you can potentially give. I back all of that 100%. Something I loved to do, and like I still do it sometimes, obviously not as much because I'm not actively looking for another job or like I'm very content with where I am right now. But I would look at companies that I could see myself working at and then find someone in a role that I think I could have in a few years or maybe in the future, like nearby. And I would research them, look through their history, reach out to them with a personalized message and try to set up a coffee date with them. So I would be able to get insight on not only how they got to where they are now, but also if they like that role, do they think that maybe maybe they have some advice on what I can do to be able to be successful in achieving that role or getting to that spot in my career. Um, And then you're also creating a network in the areas that you would like to work in. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Um, in terms of job searching, I know I didn't get my jobs in a very much traditional way. Um, I've have a history of getting hired on the spot, so I don't have like a huge background on like going through an intense like interview process or really building up a resume that I've like written out. A lot of people, thankfully, know of me by word of mouth or like through referrals, which is awesome. Pat on the back for me. I don't know how I did that. Um, But do you have any do's or don'ts of what you should do when you're structuring your resume? Um, The best way to do it. I know when I applied for Microsoft, like they have an algorithm and literally like two seconds after I applied, I got declined and then you can't apply again. So do you maybe have any tips for making your resume stand out and really increasing your chances and your odds of getting that interview? Um, I think one thing that helped me and I noticed while like looking for a job in the last two years, what changed when I adjusted my resume. So when I was in the creative space, it was a lot more of like how my personality showed on the resume. And Mm -hmm. I think that's important for people who are in creative um, industries because I think that's something that people look for. Um, When I switched to more of like a corporate or when I was applying to more corporate roles and, and a little bit more serious departments, um, one thing I really pushed, and I think everyone obviously has KPIs regardless of what kind of uh, industry you're in. So obviously, like I mentioned before, I am in sales, but really understanding some of your key performance metrics and being able to highlight those in your resume, numbers stick out always. Doesn't matter what role you're in, what industry you're in, those kind of KPIs always do stand out when someone is quickly reviewing your resume. I also just think lingo and like language that you're using is extremely important. So always reflecting back to the job description that you're applying to, understanding key verbs that they're using and, and translating that into your resume will help you kind of either be chosen hopefully and or if they do have a system uh, your resume hopefully will stand out. That being said, just to like a sidebar. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal honestly can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. 
I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. It's hard out there. Mm -hmm. And these systems that are in place for these large tech companies or just large corporations in general, it's honestly, in my opinion, sometimes just like not fair because like a lot of people just don't have a chance. And I think one thing that um, helped me in my current role and at my current company, they don't just look at like hardcore technical skills. They look at core competencies. And I think that's such a good approach because so many things can be learned, but those like um, soft skills a lot a lot of the time cannot. So things that you mentioned on our podcast, such as like time management, drive, passion, um, those things you can't teach someone, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to have those inside. So being able to obviously like review your resume with either someone in that role and or just being able to um, compare and contrast the job description with your resume is extremely important and taking the time to adjust it for each role that you're applying to because not every company will have the same expectations. But also just knowing that like, it is a little bit difficult. And if you have a system such as the experience that you described, like it, it is what it is. You know, sometimes like that's when you need to go the next step and be able to build a connection internally within mm-hmm. the company. So you get some insight into what they're looking for exactly. Yeah. And to get granular on what Monica was mentioning about KPIs. So instead of saying responsible for booking um, ad space, that's it. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people start. That's how the resume starts, like responsible for X, Y, and Z. Instead of saying that, say um, managed X number of accounts with an X number um, generate, like generating X number of revenue, or you know, show like your results. X number of budget, like yeah. yeah, like say these numbers. Like no one's really going to be as impressed with just what you do, as opposed to what value you brought the company and seeing how much value you brought will make you a preferred candidate. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of the STAR method, but that's something that I've used in um, interviewing. So it's like situation, task, action. I'm not saying that right. But basically it's like what the what you were given, what the task you were given and what your result was. And I think you can translate that to your resume building as well. Again, what Nicole was saying, like not just flat out making a statement, but showing how you performed in that specific uh responsibility or task. Just a shameless plug too. Mm -hmm. um, Monday Girl is hosting a free resume workshop. Uh, Not sure when this episode comes out, but it will be in January just to give a little bit of a sneak peek as to what our social club members get a part of Monday Girl Social Club. So we have like one-on-one resume reviews that you're able to really get super granular with your resume, um, build different templates and get some feedback when applying for a job. So if you do sign up for Monday Girl Social Club, you're able to get that uh, experience as well. Yeah. And Monday Girl Social Club also has a bunch of amazing recruiters um, from companies like EY, from Facebook. Um, yeah, from Meta. Oh, um, oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, you, so as a Social Club member, you have access to advice from so many amazing people in a variety of different industries. And it's just a great way to get a better understanding of what employers are looking for in a candidate and to make yourself stand out as one. This episode will be going up 
a bit later, but that is yeah. not an excuse for you to miss mm-hmm. any future events. So if you don't want to yeah. miss anything, make sure to follow Monday Girl on Instagram. I'll have it linked in the show notes and sign up awesome. for Social Club so you always know what's going on and you reap all the many other benefits. Um, you guys previously spoke about how you transitioned from working at jobs that you weren't super happy about into new roles. Um, I know this can be something that's really challenging. It can be scary. Um, there's a lot of fear, like, what if I hate the next job or how do I even resign from my other job? Like, I know when I resigned from the previous agency I was at, like, there was so much guilt and resigning and I feel like there shouldn't be. So do you have any tips for going about starting to search for new jobs while holding a current role how to make that transition once you secure that job and so on my story is a lot shorter so I'll go first (laughs) (laughs) um when Monica and I were working at Bell Media together um I gave myself I knew that the role itself wasn't going to be anything that I was going to grow in I knew it was something like a foot in the door so I gave myself a year I didn't want to stay longer than a year I went in and accepted the job knowing that um I was very vocal in the last four months of being like, I'm done after the year. Like I'm looking for new jobs. And I had friends who were in recruitment and I had told them I'm looking for new jobs. Um, When that year mark came, one person reached out to me and said that there's a job at a bank. If you're interested, it was completely out of my comfort zone. But I said, you know what? My goal was a year. I don't even care if this is like something I'll be good at I don't even know if I'll be good at it but I'm gonna do it like just fuck this let's just (laughs) let's just make this transition and like it's an adventure and if I don't like it I can leave like nothing's really permanent so I did it and three years later I'm still there and it's been great exposure it's been great experience I wouldn't change what I did at all and I think just having the confidence in yourself to just go and do it and also giving yourself mini goals even if you're going in and you only want to stay a year, if you want to stay two, if you want to get a promotion or something, just like give yourself these small goals. Yeah. So my story is a little bit different. Um, I was in the same position like Nicole, but I started a little bit later. And then I was obviously like, um, like I mentioned before, really trying to like ramp up my networking and build my network and connections as I was kind of building my career path. I actually did want to stay in television. My whole dream was to be in brand partnerships and work for Bell Media. Like that was like the goal from Western. Um, and then the pandemic hit and shit hit the fan. Um, so it obviously like just um, completely put everything on hold just because a lot of companies weren't unsure you know, and hiring in general just kind of paused. Um, I ended up did getting, I did get a role in brand partnerships like a lot later than I wanted to. Um, and it was through mentorship um, with my boss at the time that she, she hired me after, but that wasn't my intention of starting the mentorship. I just knew that I wanted to learn as much as I can about the department and the role to make sure it was a good fit. And ultimately, obviously it was. And then when a position came up, she was able to hire me. Um, unfortunately, Uh, the company that I was with went through a massive restructure and I didn't have job security. So it led me to searching for another role yet again. And I I say this to her often. It just felt like the interview process was like never ending. Like at one point I was interviewing for like two different companies and I felt like I had an interview every other day. Like it was just exhausting. Mm -hmm. And like often I know a lot of people can relate to this nowadays. Like interview processes are so long and like so drawn out and it's fine. I get it. Like it's a very competitive market right now, but it's also it can be a lot. And like my mental health was low 
that being said, going through that experience and how I looked for a job moving forward after that, which led me to my current role, interviewing smarter and like preparing smarter. So I would still fully have my preparation and feel like I was ready for the interview and use all the same um, tactics. But that being said, I would still have a life (laughs) because I think it can be super disappointing. Like at one point I was interviewing with the company for over six weeks and I made made it to the last round, which was like a three and a half hour interview. I thought I had it in the bag. And then right before Christmas, they told me that I didn't get it. And I was like crushed. And like to start that process over again, I was like, I I physically can't do it because it's like a full other job. So you mentioned like, how do you manage kind of balancing your current role and looking for a new role? It's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely hard. But I think kind of using some of those skills that you mentioned, like time blocking and really dedicating, say, one hour here, one hour there to preparing for an interview instead of just like a huge chunk of time and also knowing like to be efficient in that preparation and not let it draw out because it can be time consuming, right? Mm-hmm. Or so it can be taxing on your on your mind. Um, and then I think overall, it's just like your mindset. So a lot of people don't understand that interviewing is all about how you are in that moment. Yes, you have to be prepared, but it's how you present yourself and you have to present yourself the best way possible. And the only way to do that is to feel confident within yourself. And so really understanding how to put yourself at ease is like one of the biggest things in my opinion. Yeah. And to add on about the guilt, that part of your question was how do you manage the guilt? Mm -hmm. Don't feel guilty because if something was to happen to you, they would replace you in two seconds. Exactly. You are a number. You are a number. (laughs) Sorry. No matter how, and if your boss is amazing, which some of us are lucky to have amazing bosses, they will be happy for you and your growth. And our old boss at Bell, he is amazing. Shout out to Sean Clark. Yeah, he's the he best person the best. in the whole world. <laughs> when I gave my resignation letter, he was like, good. Yeah. I'm happy for you. And that's how it should be. Yeah. You're, no one should hold you back. And if they do make you feel guilty, that's not the right leadership you need no. in your life. And like, that's a red flag you should have left anyway. Yeah. It's I, like the toxic ex-boyfriend that keeps coming back. <laughs> I love that so much. I've noticed like uh. <laughs> that's <too> real. <laughs> toxic men. We love them. We love them uh. so much. We can do a whole nother podcast episode on that. Oh, we shall, Alana. We shall. <laughs> Dating in Toronto. <laughs> oh, what a friggin' that's a drama. That's like worse than a rom com. It's like it's anyways, we digress. Um, I've noticed like at least like in my experiences, more and more companies are hiring like based on like your personality and how you would fit into a team. And I'm so happy that like the professional world is starting to move in this direction. Obviously not every organization is, but at least like the smaller companies, I'm very lucky that I've worked for a lot of startups. Um, and it's like really refreshing to see. We spoke a little bit on our podcast episode on your podcast um, about finding balance and setting routines. So how do you guys find balance in working your normal nine to five job, working for Monday Girl and still living like a healthy, balanced life, whatever that means to you? Um, well, <laughs> right before the holiday break, I felt like I was completely – actually, our whole team was like completely burnt out. We all have different – very different working styles, which is good, but can, it can also be kind of low-key exhausting because like I'm a morning person. A few members are night people and like some people work on the weekends. Some people work – like so it's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that we were like just at a point where we're like, okay, we need to switch up some of our workflows and processes. So it's been a little bit better since then. To be honest, it's a huge adjustment and I think it's all about setting boundaries and I said this to her too. Like I'm really good like yourself, Lane. Like I, I time block everything and so there's times when I 
this is when I'm working on Monday girl. And then this is when I'm working on my nine to five. And unfortunately like my role right now for nine to five, like there's no way I can balance the two. Like I can't look at Monday girl stuff during the day, even at lunch, it's just too much go, go, go. So I really rely on like the mornings and the nights to get my work done, but it's just being more efficient in those hours. So I really have to focus and get super granular granular as to what is on my to-do list. And that's worked for me right now. Again, I'm just like a super type A person. Low-key though, it's it's a lot. And I feel like now, like you mentioned, trying to balance a personal life as I try and like date and like hang out with my friends and spend time, time with my family, it's hard to kind of relax those routines and let um, like slip ups come up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the sense of like sometimes not everything is going to go as planned. And so I'm still kind of learning that. I think balance is a really, really tough thing and it takes a long time to get there. Um, but we're, we're slowly trying. I'll, I'll shoot it off to Nicole to see how she's managing it Um, well you work in social so you get it like social media is a full-time job whether you have other jobs or not like it's just a constant um platform that you have to be on um for me automation is my best friend like in the past I think six months we've automated a lot of the things that we do and that has helped me so much um content creation in batches Mm -hmm. helps me so much um just putting in the little extra prep time will save you so much time. And like Monica mentioned before, the burnout was so real last year. Like Mm -hmm. I just couldn't be creative. Like everything was scattered just because I didn't have like the capacity to organize anything. I would like things were slipping through the cracks, like so many things. And I just like mentally, I was like very unwell. And then I got to go home for, I took all my vacation, took a month off, saw my family, like saw my friends. And when I came back, like, Monica was like, why are you excited to work? She's like, bringing <laughs> us on January 3rd. Being like, good morning, do, 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 X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, honestly, Nicole, like, give me a minute. It was just like, <laughs> such, like, I needed it so much. And I was so excited to come back and, like, be creative again and, like, see what works, see what doesn't. And, like, do all, like, the, like you were mentioning before, all these, like, experiments on mm-hmm. social. Like, does this work? Or, like, you know, like, A-B test. And I think really utilizing your sick days or your float days or whatever you have like really unplug because if you let it build up to the point that it's burnout you're gonna be working but like there will be no output no it'll just be like churning Mm -hmm. with nothing coming out so yeah I think that's huge actually we started saying like a few of our team members would be like yeah I'm taking a wellness day on this day and it's just like more of like because we work all the time, weekends, weekdays, it's like, don't talk to me on this day, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it, it, I and think then, it's good because you have to respect that too, right? Yeah. And if the person that was doing the wellness day starts texting us. We're looking at our partner right now. Right. <laughs> she would always do that. It's like, why are you online? Yeah, like, get get off. offline. Get offline. <laughs> like, you need to unplug. And I think having um, supportive people around you, whether it's your boss and your nine to five or it's your um, coworkers in your side hustle, like just having people around you that will support these wellness days, support yeah. like mental health, understand even if you don't overshare about it. Um, you don't really have to explain why you need a mental health day, just take it. And yeah. then people that will not force you to do it, but encourage you to really, if you're going to use that day, unplug. Like yeah. really don't do anything. We will take anything off your plate that we can do, um, but take time for yourself or it'll, everyone around you will suffer. Agreed. I think it's so important to like learn from your past experiences like I've experienced burnout so many times and like now I'm starting to finally 
figure out what my like little self hints are that I'm like nearing the path of burnout. And that's like when I really lean into those self-care practices. I really lean into communicating with my coworkers or my support system or individuals within like the creator space for me of how I'm feeling or going to a therapy session with my therapist. We're big advocates of therapy on Morning Ray. Um, Just like really being aware of like how you're feeling mentally and physically so that you can prevent the extremes from happening. I was also like this with my coworker, my coworker, Ashley at my old job. She would take a day off and she would still be answering emails. And I would text her. I'm like, Ashley, get off your email. Like, you yeah. are like you're off right now. Like I will answer the email for you. Like yeah, like just There's relax. No like unplug. Yeah. Um. So it's also a level of trust, right, Elena? Yeah. Like that's another thing too. And yeah. it's hard to like um dedicate or like um delegate your tasks yeah, to other so people hard. that you trust. So yeah. But yeah. It's also like I, a control it's thing. Also a guilt. Like yeah. to, if you're not feeling productive and you're not doing you know work, like there's all there's a guilt. This capital, which it guilt. shouldn't be either, because just schedule it for another time <laughs> like yes. nothing will crumble yes <laughs> like it'll be fine and like I've learned like I've delegated a lot of things for my side hustle now that I'm like able to like I have someone who edits my YouTube videos for me because I really wanted to continue doing YouTube but I couldn't because if I did I was literally gonna burn out again so I found someone that I really like to work with personalities we work really well and then bonus she's really great at editing videos and edits the way I do so So she takes care of that. I have someone who produces my podcast for me. So that takes that off of my hands. And then the other things I do myself. And if I feel overwhelmed with brand deals and like say things are picking up at work and then I have a million brand deals, I've learned to be very communicative with my contacts and be open. Okay. Hi, I'm just like struggling a little bit or this week there's a lot of things. Is it possible to push the deadline back by a few days? People are so much more understanding and accepting and we'll just like agree to it than you think. I feel like we all get in our heads that we have to be like perfect all the time and like perform everything and finish everything early and be super productive, like hyper productive, like this hustle culture. But and like we're scared of people being like, oh, she didn't complete this on time. Like I never want to work with her again. Obviously, like if if you keep doing that and you're not communicating it, that's like a whole different story. But if you're like issue, yeah. open, people are so like they're nice. People are human. They experience it too. Like they're going to understand where you're coming from. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like you being the one to initiate these conversations of like, can we push it? I don't have the time for this. will make the people around you more willing to also say their boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like a give and take. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. And we're just going to wrap it up. So I always like to ask my guests to leave my listeners with one piece of advice, a resource, a podcast, a book, whatever it may be. So you can each do one. Um, But what's something you want to leave the listeners with? Um, I would say two things. One, don't be too hard on yourself because I think that's something that I've struggled with with many years and you have to celebrate your wins and a resource that I find just incredibly helpful and Nicole's going to roll her eyes because I bring them up all the time <laughs> is the Skinny Confidential yes. Lauren and Michael Bostic. <laughs> um, they have such a variety of guests on their podcast and it can like there's always key takeaways from every episode and it also just gives perspective into many different topics you might not think about. So um, from entrepreneurs to people and authors who are like well, well um, experienced, I think. Uh, their podcast is just incredible. 
Um, one piece of advice I would leave is just apply. If you're looking at a job and you don't think you can get it, apply anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are so many things that you can offer that maybe aren't on the job description, but that they're looking for. And it could be soft skills. It could be anything. So just apply, even if you don't think you'll get it. And if you think you're not good enough, if you think it's too above your pay grade, just do it. Do it. Literally, who cares? It takes like five seconds. Just sponsored by Nike. Just (laughs) basically. Um, Yeah. One one piece of resource. Her book that she's reading. Which one? The one that you wanted to do all these exercises. Oh, that one? Oh, okay. There's a book called Play Bigger. Um, it's by three different authors and I can't think of it right now, but it is amazing. Um, it's a book about creating a company that doesn't yet have its own category. Um, but a lot of the tips and tricks and advice and everything can be applicable to whatever company you're building. Um, so if you do have a side hustle or if you are the CEO or a founder or anything like that, I would highly recommend a book called Play Bigger. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to. I'm gonna that. Also, the Midnight Library is really good. It's it's not business related at all, <laughs> but the Midnight Library by Matt something. It's amazing. Okay. We don't know authors here. I, know, I like never do. It's so bad. I'm I like. It's what Google's for, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but to piggyback on just applying to jobs, I literally applied to my current job for shits and giggles. I had been following mutual friends for like since the summer and I saw that they posted a job and like I didn't really have the intention of leaving my past job when I applied for it I didn't think I was gonna get it literally second interview was hired so that's proof that if you're listening to this and you see jobs that you're interested in and you think you don't have the job requirements well honey it's just a wish list you can make your own wish list and provide your own deliverables. So just I apply and maybe they'll take a chance on you like mutual friends took a chance on me. I love it. Me too. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> and where can the listeners find you? Personal stuff, whatever. Plug yourself out. So you can subscribe to the newsletter, Monday Girl, the Monday paper, excuse me, at mondaygirl.ca. And you can also sign up for the waitlist for Social Club on mondaygirl.ca as well. And and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast so on apple or spotify tjm podcast and then also am i just going to continue this i was going to give it shoot it off to you at monday girl to for our instagram (laughs) content and we are on tiktok and the handle is at underscore underscore monday girl Girl. i was just about to look that up. <laughs> I'm not sure when this uh, when this episode airs, but Social Club is open for one week starting January 24th. Um, so if any of your listeners are interested in becoming members. Um, we typically op- open Social Club like once a quarter. So just yeah. um, s- sign up for a newsletter, follow us on socials so you can know when it's opening. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on Morning Ray. It was, this has been like a long time in the making. I feel like we booked forever yes. ago, but I'm so happy yeah, it finally did. happened. So thank you. You are so welcome, and we can't wait to continue watching your TikToks because I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. If you guys like this episode of Morning Ray, make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe as that's how you can help support the podcast. I love you guys so much, and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.